0: RunAsRadio.com, you're listening to Run As Radio, the internet audio talk
1: show for IT professionals with Richard Campbell. This is Brandon Wen announcing show number 529, Direct Memory Access Vulnerabilities with guest Sammy Laiho. Recorded Tuesday, March 21st, 2017. Run As Radio is produced each week by Pwop Productions. Providing professional media and podcasting services online at pwop.com. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash runasradio.
0: Thank you, Brandon. This is Richard Campbell, and thanks for listening to Run As Radio. My guest today is Sammy Laiho. Who is uh, one of the world's leading professionals in Windows operating systems and security? Sammy has been working with and teaching operating system troubleshooting, management and security for more than fifteen years, and his session was evaluated as the best session at Teched North America, Europe, and Australia in 2014. Boy, that was a good year for you. And the Nordic Infrastructure conference in 2016 and 2017. He's an author at Plural Site, like lots of smart people are, and now a conference chair for the Tech Mentor Conference. Welcome, sir.
1: Thank you very much. I'm super
0: happy to be here. I'm embarrassed that, uh, you know, here in my 10th year of Run As Radio, first time you've been on the show. I I apologize. You should be around more often. I've been a fan for a long time.
1: Yeah, well, no worries. I'm a newbie anyway on the international tracks because I've been doing this inside of Finland for years and years, but I actually only did my first TechEd and actually I think I met you for the first time in TechEd just a few years ago, mm-hmm. so no worries. Back
0: when I was doing TechEd, I did Speaker Idol. Right? Yeah, exactly. We'd do the silly game show that would get new speakers. Before we dive into this, because I really want to talk about this cool stuff you do here, I've been running a survey at the 10-year mark for the podcast to get ideas what what folks are liking and not liking and to encourage folks to fill in the survey and 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 all you need to do is go to the show and there'll be a big link there that says take the survey. I'm giving away some run as radio mugs, which you will also get one, sir. I'll get your address from you when we're all done here. Send you one of our big mugs. Our winner today is Jay Renton, who apparently is a fan of Tony Redmond's shows. I see from the notes here. And Jay, thank you so much for your contribution, making filling in that survey. I'll send a run as radio mug out to you right away. All right, Sammy, I've seen your videos. You scare me. (laughs) <laughs> this vulnerability in win 10 this is not a small thing is it
1: well no not really there's actually been a few just lately mm-hmm. so uh, th- i was i was really wondering about this because i'm looking at my own blog site and the statistics of how many people read my blogs and i usually get around 2500 to 3000 reads for a blog post in a, like a year or something like that Then then i wrote about uh, like a I would call it really geeky and really technical article about the DMA attack. And that got like maybe 3000 people reading it. And then I was almost like, come on, this has to be like a really old thing since like Windows Vista. So I'm well, I'll just barf this out. And I just kind of like wrote a blog post and suddenly in two days I started looking at it and then there's 140,000 people have read it. So it ended up being a big issue and I just actually yesterday heard from a guy at Microsoft that there was an internal conference in Redmond where they had a actually now discussed about how to fix these things, so we are very hopeful that they will get them fixed very soon, but I I, I think they are big,
0: now that I think of it. Yeah, no, I I can't disagree with you. These are kind of a big deal, and I've felt like for the past few years, Microsoft security's been pretty diligent. And it for no other reason than they got their butts handed to them years and years ago, right? With the XP exploits and all of those things. I mean, it's just because they had the original and popular operating system, it got hacked the most and they quickly discovered if you don't just get on top of these things and fix them, you're in trouble.
1: And that was, um, that was a really interesting thing. I was in Germany maybe two or three weeks ago. There's a, there was a big conference, IT defense, I think it was called. And mm-hmm. I was amazed when I was listening to this guy who was a professional like that. He was like a black hat guy and he was talking about building exploit kits for Windows. And as many of my followers are very worried about the fact that suddenly Microsoft is not letting Windows 10 professional or especially Windows 10 home users to disable automatic updates and they're forcefully updating and stuff like this and people are quite annoyed about it but I met this guy and he's a professional exploit kit author and he just said that he was going through like statistics on what operating systems people are attacking and then he goes to like Windows 10 and he just said that Windows 10 is really not of interest to us that much because it just gets auto-updated so I don't really like attacking it. But can we talk about Android? Can we talk about Android? <laughs> so I was very uh, interested in that because it kind of gave me a uh, some kind of a boost on actually respecting this decision of if people are not willing to take care of the security of the operating system, they're just gonna do it for them. Right. And it actually, I, I was I have to say I was a bit amazed when I heard that guy talking and saying it out loud. Yeah,
0: because I mean. W- we're not the customer, right? We're the IT professionals. We are pretty diligent on our updates and patches and things. At least I'd hope so. Mm, the average mortal, it's just beyond them. So of course, they're the ones you want to exploit. I, I mean, I I wasn't thrilled about auto update and I definitely control mine. But again, I'm not the average person. Is auto update on my parents' machines? You're darn right it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> absolutely
0: <laughs> I, you know i only have so many cycles to be it for the whole family let's just keep that going so that's a that's a really interesting insight and that being said these direct memory access hacks mean that win 10 is far from bulletproof too
1: oh yeah absolutely it was a really I like, i i tell you it was a really big project it took me like um, half a year mm-hmm. to get this all thing sorted out and at the end is of course I'm happy I did it and I'm I've had so much good feedback from people from all over the world saying that finally we had someone who actually wrote proper instructions on how to block this DMA attack but the DMA attack itself it started to be a problem back in Vista in 2006 that's when people started talking about it because that's when BitLocker arrived it's been a long time there and I'd say I'm half ashamed that also my customers have been in this belief that they are protected and now suddenly after all this investigation it ends up being the fact that I have to tell them that you actually also even though protected by the enterprise guidance from Microsoft have been vulnerable for the past 10 years although I've tried my best to block it but this is just the reality so it's, it's also very worrying for me, and I feel, I, in a way, um, I know nowadays better to think that anyone would know everything about Windows, Sure. but I still feel a little bit bad about knowing now that for the past 10 years we've been half lucky that no one actually penetrated those systems that I've been trying to protect.
0: All right, walk us through it. What's the vulnerability and how can we be exploited?
1: Well, so the main thing is not about Windows. The main thing is about direct memory access. When we have any kind of network transfers, can use it nowadays as well for mm-hmm. a remote DMA. But if we have any kind of bus on a PC system, they need a possibility of talking straight from the memory to that bus. So, for example, Thunderbolt can transfer like crazy amounts of stuff. Right. Like someone someone wisely said Thunderbolt is the fastest bus ever to steal your memory.
0: <laughs> and you understand why. I mean, this was a goal to make really fast external connections.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that that's the positive point about this. That's what they were trying it to achieve. Now, the problem is that that direct memory access does mean that you have exactly what the name implies. If mm-hmm. you got direct access to your memory. So it's nothing to do with Windows. And for a decade, Windows was less vulnerable to DMA than Mac or Linux because Mac and Linux both were able to boot from a DMA enabled device like mm-hmm. a Thunderbolt disk but Windows acquired a device driver to be able to use DMA and that device driver was only available after the operating system had already started right. so, so actually it's it wasn't a Microsoft issue it's an issue concerning everyone now the problem with the DMA is that when the BitLocker is running on a system and BitLocker loads a key and that key is stored in the RAM and now when it's stored in RAM We can use direct memory access, the DMA-enabled bus, attach a device to it, and just read that BitLocker key from the memory.
0: So this would be typically a USB key you would plug in?
1: No, that would not be a USB key that we would Mm -hmm. plug in because USB is actually the one that doesn't support DMA. So USB is the safest one when it comes to these devices. Now, USB-C, which everyone's now talking about because you're going to buy your new laptops and you got a USB-C connector on it. And that's what gets people very, very mixed up because there's so many different things. You got a USB-C port which is the port you can put either way, reverse it however you want. So it's the cool new interface for the USB. Now, that can run USB. Some phones have that same new connector type USB-C, but they only have USB 2. as the protocol that they're actually using in it. Some have USB 3. Someone have the new fast ones, which is the USB 3.1. And now some of those interfaces you have also support Thunderbolt 3. And Thunderbolt 3 is the only one of these that actually supports DMA out of the box.
0: So, and in, and for the most part, Thunderbolt is confined to, to Apple products, right? We haven't seen a lot of PC-based products with Thunderbolt 3.
1: Exactly. And for the past 10 years, we would just do a group policy setting for our enterprise PCs and we would just disable Thunderbolt and Firewire. Right. If we had, if we had someone who needed those, like typical case would be a video camera with a Firewire connector, yep. for example. And mm-hmm. if you had one guy who needed that, then we would do an exception on that machine. Right. But otherwise it was just blocked from everyone and no one cared. But even I kind of realized that I bought a computer for my wife and also bought a computer for one of my customers and I got the other one was an Acer laptop and the other one was HP Spectre. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like amazed. And I just realized that they don't have anything else but Thunderbolt. So you, you actually charge them through that. That's the way you connect the docking stations.
0: Right. So now it's a bigger problem than it used to be. Sure. And so, and just disabling the ports is not an option. You need that port.
1: Yeah. And uh, it's like when you got a port replicator or a um, docking station, it starts to be very difficult to tell someone
0: that you just can't use it. So. Right. Right. And and the only option is to disable the port. You can't turn off the DMA option.
1: Well, no. What happened was that this was what everyone was looking for was right. the ability to somehow just disable DMA. So Intel has the possibility of disabling DMA from those devices. But the problem is it, 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 I honestly tried every string I had to pull to try to get that information from Intel. But Intel and Microsoft both quite straight out told me that this is confidential information and they're not going to tell what are the exact uh, models or what are the exact specifications on that Thunderbolt that right. would actually be protected by default. So it's hard to know. Some of them could technically be done like this. Then this trouble started going on was when I did a, I did a session called building a bulletproof BitLocker for TechEd, I think New Orleans or Houston, either one. I did a session and I did the mistake that I promised everyone who's listening I will never do again. But hmm. my problem was that I got the information from the product group building Windows 8.1, and they told that now with Windows 8.1, you have an option that you can just disable those DMA-enabled devices when no one's locked on to the computer or the computer is locked. So I trusted that. I just showed it there. I had a slide saying, this is great. Now it's blocked at least when you're not locked on. Mm -hmm. And then some guy just like after that came to ask me, like, we're having like mixed results because somehow it seems it's like you said, but on the other hand, it seems it's not. And I just started digging into. And then, well, sadly, what has happened a few times in other cases, then I finally got the devs at Microsoft and I got the connection, uh, to them. And then they just said that we're sorry, but it actually skipped the Windows 8.1 build. So. It's only going to be in Windows 10.
0: So these guys had built it, but it got pulled from the the RTM. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so so then that that's kind of like the first step. Now with Ignite last year in Atlanta, mm-hmm. I thought like I've learned my lesson and I build a crazy lab with all the possible stuff to test this out with different kinds of machines. I still couldn't get it working and. This was really mixed because now Microsoft said that now in Windows 10, that setting is there for sure. Right. So you don't have to worry about this. But now I was wiser this time. So I did test everything, couldn't mm-hmm. get it working. Then about a few months before Ignite was going to be on, I had the last contacts with the security guys at Microsoft and I told them that I'm sorry, but I'll have to do this on a session and it still looks like it's working. And it didn't work out, meaning that no, they just couldn't get it sorted out at their end. And What ended up happening was I was at Ignite, and then I just showed it on the session. So there was 3,500 people in the room, and I showed it on stage, like, this is the brand new Windows 10 build. I'm really sorry, but here's another machine tied to it with a FireWire cable, and I can just read the BitLocker key here with this uh, third-party tool. Wow.
0: So you you walk up with a laptop with with a FireWire or Thunderbolt port on it, plug into the machine, and you can peek into the memory.
1: Yeah. So I use I use a third-party tool that knows how to go through that memory and search for the actual key. It's basically an external PC that is booted with a USB key that has a small Linux kernel on it. Mm-hmm. And then that's plugged into the FireWire port of the device that we're going to steal the memory from. Luckily, a FireWire, because FireWire is not that common, as you right, said. But yeah. then you plug it in, and then your Windows sees it as... In this case, I believe it's actually, it actually uses a hardware ID of an iPod. So it's actually kind of like,
0: <laughs> it, fooling it it to be a
1: MP3 player kind of thingy. Right. And then, then it just like vacuums that memory out of the machine. So it first captures the memory as a memory image. And then you feed an actual third party application and that third party application goes through that image and. Finds that actual key.
0: Amazing. Sammy, give me one second here to pay the bills because this episode of Run As Radio is brought to you by Policy Pack. Kill local admin rights on your Windows machines. Use Policy Pack to increase security and enable standard users to bypass UAC prompts when needed. Block malware, crypto locker, and similar software, and even unknown threats. Give standard users access to control panel applets or let them install their own applications. PolicyPack increases security by working alongside your group policy and SCCM or even non domain joined machines with PolicyPack Cloud. Get serious about removing admin rights today. Check out PolicyPack On Prem and PolicyPack Cloud at PolicyPack.com. All right. So we get this level of vulnerability. How is Win 10 dealing with this? Just blocking DMA?
1: Yeah. So now what they're doing is, first of all, on my blog, I got the instructions on how to block these with group policy. Mm -hmm. If you can't block them, then after, I think actually on the session, I kind of like encouraged the people listening to the session. I, I think I kind of said that you should just line up for the security booth at at the expo which wasn't a good (laughs) idea because there honestly was like a 200 meter line of people so the microsoft security guys were maybe not that happy at that point but (laughs) anyway so now we had enough leverage on getting like the message through and what ended up happening was then after fighting for about a few months more then they finally Uh, admitted first that the feature is in windows 10 but now the only thing that was miscommunicated was that microsoft said that it's on by default and it wasn't so now that's sorted out uh also after this ordeal i had i uh was able to convince them that people are still using a technique called group policy and not everyone in the world is currently running mdm and intune because no <laughs> you
0: know, i i I, I, I'm,
1: I know this is a price but i I, I. I've seen statistics, it still oh, seems to man. be that some people are not on MDM.
0: Yeah, shocking, isn't it?
1: So anyway, I got, I got them, because the problem was that now they admitted that it's not on, but then we, then when you asked them how to turn it on, how can you make Windows 10 secure mm-hmm. against these DMA attacks, the only way to turn it on was with Intune.
0: So you have to buy a subscription to Intune to be able to turn the DMA protection on. Yeah. Uh, it's not acceptable. They
1: gave up. And gave us the group policy setting which is now follow one of my twitter followers just posted a tweet saying that in the newest insider builds it's now actually available as a group policy Nice. Then now it should be just sorted out so what you can do with windows 10 is you can use the group policy setting turn it on which means that your computer will be protected as long as it's locked or no one's locked on in the first place so when you're on the log on screen then no dma is enabled and after that uh, my suggestion is if you buy computers that only have Thunderbolt, make sure that when you plug in a Thunderbolt device, your OEM who built that driver should ask for a admin approval of a new thunderbolt device if hmm. it does then you're safe because no one can use it without admin rights but you just have to uh, currently you have to take a little bit of responsibility by buying a laptop testing it first that if you plug in something to the thunderbolt that it should ask for this verification right if it asks then we're just good
0: then you're good so that when somebody does introduce a new thunderbolt device at least administration is aware exactly right and they they, they need to come at you and talk about this so this really came in windows 10 1507 this
1: feature was added into even the first Windows 10 build.
0: Right, but only available through MDM.
1: Yeah, that that, that was actually there, 1507. Uh, now with future creators update, that mm-hmm. will officially have the crew policy setting for right. it. And then on my blog, you can also find the corrected instructions on how to block these old-fashioned firewire and stuff like that, which are still vulnerable in a way because they're not part of this dma protection thing of windows 10 right. so you have to do like a combo you have to put in the dma protection for windows 10 and then you have to also put in the old instructions that will block the older devices that are still vulnerable but there was also a mistake because microsoft only listed two hardware ids although there should have been four.
0: Oh, so they missed a couple of flavors of a firewire yeah. yeah.
1: So now, now those are all on my blog as well. Mm-hmm. They will hopefully be fixed in their own documentation soon as well.
0: Now, I mean, FireWire is fading away. It seems now. So yeah, absolutely. I hope. But I'm amazed that Thunderbolt, being the really a leading edge protocol, is still this vulnerable.
1: Yeah, it is. The, that's a very common thing. It's. I'm not saying that Mac would be less secure, mm-hmm. but Mac also has the background of being the number one choice for many people who did graphics and stuff like that. So they're the ones that need the highest possible speed Buses for sure. external disks and things like
0: that. So yeah. it was
1: kind of a priority for them was speed, not security.
0: Right, and, and DMA delivers that. It's, that's exactly. why it's there. Although, I mean, for a long time, it felt like Apple was making the best laptops in the world. They, you know, the PC-based laptops are not that good. I don't think it's as true today. No, the latest ones. And I like that HP Spectre. It's a good-looking machine. But mm. it is interesting that that uh, that that's where that vulnerability really came from. I just wonder how we're going to get. You know how do we make DMA safe? Is there a long term solution here? Because we want the speed, we just don't want your reading memory. You're not supposed to read.
1: Well, actually, this is something we have to give some credit to Apple for because if you think about just if you think more commonly about hard disk encryption. So mm-hmm. hard disk encryption in our Windows world that would mean BitLocker, but Apple has its own hard disk encryption as well, and their hard disk encryption is actually a bit smarter than BitLocker is now because. The long-term solution that will actually honestly fix this thing is that there is a device that if you have a new PC, you should look for your PC having a feature called IOMMU. So that's Input-Output Memory Management Unit. That IOMMU, you can't find it. If you go to a shop and buy a new machine, you won't say, I have an IOMMU. Right. So Intel calls it VTD and AMD calls it AMDVI. So depends a bit on what the processor architecture is. But this input output memory management unit is actually a motherboard unit on your PC or Mac that can tell rules of what IO devices can access what kind of memory. Interesting. So now the only thing we have to do is we have to have an IOMMU and then we have a DMA enabled bus attached and the IOMMU will be able to say that you are a DMA enabled external device. You're not allowed to access this more secure area of the memory. But now the problem comparing Microsoft to Apple currently is that Macs have already moved that encryption key in the memory to that safe area. The
0: protected area, right.
1: But the Windows still hasn't. So although Windows can use this IOMMU, you might see it if someone's talking about things like Windows 10 device guard or Windows 10 credential guard. Right. They can already take this IOM MMU and use it for their benefit, they are using that secured area. But the BitLocker key material is currently, sadly, still on the unsecured side.
0: Right. So BitLocker is still not protected.
1: So we hope they move it there.
0: Yeah, it only makes sense. I guess it's just a matter of time and whether they buy into this implementation. But if if the CPU makers have implemented it now, then... Yeah, And it's probably going to be in every machine going forward. So this is, seems like the more granular solution to the problem.
1: That that will be how it's solved in the future. We'll just have Microsoft has to do their part. They have to move that material to a safe location. And then on the other hand, we now get new PCs. They will have IOMMUs. So, um,
0: when I'm looking at the IOMMU specs from Intel, and these are from 2009 for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. There are so um, it's been going on a long time and just uh, not that visible to a lot of people. I think it's embarrassing. Good lord, mm. we've had this we've had this vulnerability for so long and we've just not done anything about it. Yeah, it's been eight years. <laughs> well, and you've certainly made a name around dealing with some of this stuff. I know we're running out of time, but I would hate to let you get away without the. Um, I love your opening comment on this blog post. You should never log into your Windows 10 machine as admin. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I used to be very alone with
0: this opinion. Yes. Only like
1: Aaron Marcos is from Microsoft yep. would have agreed with me 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm getting there.
0: But now it's called just enough administration, right? Just, you know, that we... Yeah, exactly.
1: I, I was just... I, I just got a call from Saudi Arabia. They mm-hmm. were asking me that... Uh, we got this Shamoon attack going on here around the Middle East. What are we going to do? And I was like, I'm sorry, but I told you earlier, just get rid of admin rights. Right. None of those work.
0: Uh, you know what I miss? I miss sudo. Like oh, Linux, yeah. Linux did admin right. You never are an huh. administrator account. You elevate exactly. for a set of commands, and then you de-elevate. Exactly. I, I don't know how we get there in Windows cuz I sure want to be there.
1: You have to see there's there's two sessions you have to see. You got to see the uh, there's an Ignite session called zero admin zero problems. Right. That's mine. And on that I'll show you both why it's so freaking bad being an admin and also it will show you how you can deal with it.
0: Yeah, I will absolutely include that uh, that uh, session in the show notes so folks can, uh, can mm-hmm. check it out. And then where are we going to see you next, Sammy?
1: This is my traveling problem, of course, because I'm at least trying to be stationed in Europe, which right. means that I just got invited to uh, some tech extravaganza or something happening in new york Mm -hmm. but it's on a friday and i'm teaching in norway from monday to thursday which means on thursday night i have to fly to new york do a session on friday and fly back to finland on friday evening so that's like the silliest thing ever to do a one-night gig in new york that's crazy it's 180 days about to ignite i'm gonna be there
0: something like that
1: i'll do tech mentor in august in redmond and then i'll do another tech mentor in sunny orlando in the beginning of uh, december i think so those are like my u.s things i have on my list at least currently
0: great and and in europe where do we see you
1: in europe there's a few local um, i actually just finished
0: nick conference that was the oh, big- yeah, that's the Norwegian one.
1: Yeah, that that, that was the biggest one here. But I'll be, I'm touring around. I'm teaching Windows troubleshooting and Windows internals all around Europe. I'm nice. going to Switzerland, I think, in a few weeks. I'll be in Austria. I'll be in Germany, in Hannover. I'll be in uh, UK for a few days. There's no really, you know, we're missing these bigger conferences now. So my, my bigger conferences are mainly in U.S. now, for yeah. at least for the end of the year.
0: I miss TechEd Europe. Oh, me too, me too. Yeah, such a good show. That was a lot yeah. of fun. That six years in Barcelona, that was crazy. Yeah. Well, Sammy, uh, so much fun to talk to you. Thank you for taking the time to uh, to hang out with us and, and talk about this cool stuff. Uh, I'm sure I'll see you at one of the events. Ignite, if not before.
1: Yeah, you will. I'm. I'm so happy you had me on. I'm. I've been listening to the show anyway, so I love being on it.
0: So. Well, when when you find the next terrifying thing, please let me know. <laughs> we'll bring you back. <laughs> oh, I will. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, and we'll talk to you next time on Run As Radio.